Good morning, everybody. It is KT Temple with the TNT Podcast. I am here with my co-host, as always, Kent Temple. What's up, man? Man, I've, I've missed you. You know, I was gone for a couple of weeks. I know, I know. I'm I'm sure uh, I already got some slack from people in one of my classes for for not uploading in a week or so. So yeah. we're glad. Well, that, it's my fault because I was gone. But but you know, KT, you look so much like my Uber driver. <laughs> Funny. Yeah. Do I look Italian? <laughs> Is that what you're saying? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I was assuming the one that drove me home from the airport. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we uh, that one. It, it it's really cool living by the airport until you realize that you are the constant Uber driver for everybody. So super fun. So we've got an amazing guest here today, uh, and I don't want to um, you know keep us too long, and I want to keep her too long because she's got three buyers uh, today that she's got to work with. So we've got an amazing guest. Her name is Jennifer. She's been in business for about seven years. And we're going to talk about her journey, how she got here, and everything that she's learned and how she's become such a successful agent. So, Jennifer, thanks so much for uh, joining us today. Thank you guys for having me. It's so funny, like, watching you guys, because I listen to you every week. So, watching the process is just mind-blowing right now. (laughs) Yeah, Katie, that's it. There's there's three reasons that Jennifer's on today. One is she's highly successful. I mean, she's just crushed it from the beginning. Two is she works hard and that's why she's successful. But then the third reason is because she has been our biggest fan today. And that's how that's how you get on here. If you just say a bunch of nice things about us, then <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna so if you're if you're listening and, and you want to be on, you just gotta start saying nice things about us and, and you'll and you'll make it. If I beg you enough to make an episode, we'll have to just get me on here to create the episode so we air it. That's it. That's it. So Jennifer, why don't we start from the beginning? So how did you get into real estate? Funny story. I actually um, began as a paralegal working for a real estate attorney. Um, I started with him at his office when I was about 16, um, just answering phones and doing, um, you know, just running back and forth, running paperwork. And I loved the process of it. So my idea behind getting my real estate license was, oh, just a bonus. I'll get a bonus check, you know, here and there if I sell a house and I'll bring you more business. And that was really my my take on getting my real estate license was it's going to be a bonus. Um, Things didn't go so well in the office after a while. And I decided, hey, why don't I give real estate my full attention and see how far I can get into it. I've always loved real estate. Um, My dad is an electrician, but he does literally everything. He built our house. Um, He's an investor. He buys and flips and, you know, builds and does all the things. So we were always looking at real estate. We were always looking at, you know, back then there were foreclosures. We were always looking at foreclosures that were kind of coming up for sale and, It was just always something that intrigued me. So I decided, okay, let's let's see where this career can take me. Um, Got my license in 2000. I think it was like end of 15, early or end of 16, something like that. And I sold a couple houses in those few months. Um, I was licensed just under a year when I joined a team 
um, with an agent that I really looked up to. And, you know, I just, I wanted to learn everything. I wanted her to take me under her wing and show me everything that there was to learn. And she basically did that. She took me under her wing. She trained me on the buyer process. She trained me on the listing process. I remember we would literally sit at Lake Mountain Coffee um, in downtown Statesville every Saturday morning at 8.30 a.m. and practice how I would do my listing consultation. And that was literally an hour every Saturday morning um, and my coaching sessions with her. That's how I became um, just a lot more prepared on how I was going to talk to my clients, how I was going to handle objections, how I was going to you know, per, show them what the market was, show them what the numbers were. And now I can actually take a listing packet and do my consultation upside down because I know exactly what I'm going to say. So um, she showed me everything there was to know. And I'm super, super grateful for her and for the five years that I was on her team. Um, it was a great experience. And I owe a lot of my success to um, that time in my life. Um, last. Hey, Jennifer, can I say something about the, about your coaching sessions that I know? Absolutely. Um, your, your coach is phenomenal, Mm -hmm. is amazing. Mm -hmm. Yet there's been many people that she has coached that have not had the success that you had. And it's, and it's not because of her, because she's an amazing coach every time it's because of the student. And that's always the difference in these things. You, you, it doesn't matter how great a coach you are. If the student's not receptive to it, then it's not going to work. But I, in my opinion, that it's it's that's what it always boils down to, and it's it's the fact that you wanted to mm-hmm. learn and you would do it that made the difference. Yeah, absolutely. I um I always enjoyed working with buyers, um, but at that moment in my life, I was like, okay, I'm in the office at 8am, I'm doing my lead generation, I'm setting my appointments, I'm getting home at 8pm after showings, like I have no life right now. So um, we actually talked about transitioning into doing listings, and kind of stepping down from some of that buyer agent role. So that was another task in training me on the opposite side. Um, She she is an amazing coach. Um, I've actually switched coaches since then. Um, and I've actually become a coach myself. Anyways, that's a different story. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just been an amazing journey. The last year, I've become a solo agent. Um, since then, I have become a lot more interested in social media and incorporating social media into my lead generation. Um, it's something that I'm just truly passionate about, and I love to learn more about you know, what algorithms are, you know, involved and how I can expose um, my information to a lot more people. And I feel like this is an amazing method to be able to educate people on a larger platform instead of just one-on-ones. I can create a video and reach thousands. Um, So it's just something I'm truly passionate about. Um, I've sold probably how many... 215 houses to this day. Tomorrow that's going to change because I have a closing. Um, but in the last six and a half, almost seven years, 250 family or 215 families sold uh served. And um, and we're counting. I mean, it's just I've I've loved the process, I've loved learning, I've loved teaching. Um, and yeah, I'm just super happy. I'm I'm in love with this career. Something that just stood out to me is just 
your the the difference from from what I hear from you than a lot of new agents is you went in wanting to learn. When mm-hmm. we when we recruit new agents, when there's new agents wanting to get into this business, we almost 99% of the time what we hear that they want to get out of this is they want to make a hundred thousand dollars. I mean, that that's almost like the the generic answer is so why are you in real estate? I want to make a hundred grand a year. From what I heard from you right now is you wanted to learn something. A lot of people don't get in there and sit down and learn that listing presentation, which is one of the most powerful tools that you can have is being able to explain your value and getting really, really good at explaining that value, making people care that uh, they want to work with you, that 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 so much power for you to have. So talk about that first year a little bit more. What were your main goals? What did you want to get out of that first year that really made the difference? Because most people are out of the business after their first year. It's a 50-50 shot. Do you keep your real estate license? Do you renew it at the end of the year? So what really made the difference that first year and what were your goals going into it? So the first year, um, I was still working full-time at the attorney's office. So, you know, the closings that I was doing were mostly um, land. I have a really great connection um, with Clayton Homes, CMH Homes, Freedom Homes, all of those companies that are mobile home dealers. And um, I have been very well connected with them for years and years and years, even before I got licensed. So the closings that I I was doing at that moment were more of a bonus to me. They weren't really affecting my income. They weren't really, you know, it wasn't make or break. It was just spending money. Um, After I left the attorney's office and I dove into real estate full-time, I probably did maybe one or two closings on my own. And I said, okay, if I'm going to make it in this career, what do I need to do to make sure that I'm bringing in the income that I have to bring in in order to survive? And so I gave myself about, it was about three to six months and it wasn't working. I just, I didn't have the accountability. I didn't know where to even start. I was super overwhelmed and I had maybe a month's worth of bills um, saved in my savings account. So I sat down with David and um, I told him, I said, look, David, I, I, this is my, this is what I'm going through. I was actually going through a divorce at the time. I was selling my house. I was, you know, just quit my job. I was probably going through a quarter life crisis because I was only 24 at the time. Um, And yet I was like, I know this is what I want to do and I'm going to do what it takes to stay in this career. So I talked to David and I said, this is the team I want to join. I had already done my research and he said, are you sure? And I said, yes, I want to join this team. And he said, are you sure? That is not the, an easy person to work with. And I don't mean it in a negative way. It's just that she expects excellence. And um, she's very, you know, business savvy. She's very like strict. She's not going to be a person that you're going to come in and say, yeah, I want to lead generate, but life gets in the way. Can you throw three leads my way? You know, she's the type of person that you have to earn your spot on her team. And I said, yes, David, I want to join her team. And he said, okay, I'll connect you. And he was very like, oh. and I was like, what is he, go- what is he talking about? Um, and so when I met with her, I was like, you know, I want to join your team. And she was like, well, okay, we'll come on in. I'm going to, we're going to talk about it. And 
Um, I joined her team and I never looked back. You know, I, I just put my head down. That's, that's one thing about me. When I am serious about something, I come in, I put my head down, I get to work. I don't care about the noise going on around me. I just know that I have a list of things I need to do for the day. And until I get them all checked, I'm not talking, I'm not leaving, I'm not doing anything. Sometimes I I don't even eat lunch until my checklist is done because I know I'll get distracted and then I'll eat and want to go home. Um, So it was just really focused work. You know, I had my tasks, I had my my things that I needed to do and get done. And And what were those tasks? Well, I had to get all my contacts into my database because at that moment, I had eh, a database. It was like the contacts in my phone. And, you know, if somebody was texting me, I would say, oh, remember, I'm a realtor. But I wasn't doing intentional lead de- lead generation. So those because it's because you had a you had a database, but you didn't have a database that was easy to work with, that you could work with in a in exactly. a systematic way. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I was transitioning all of those contacts into command. Um, I was letting them know that, you know, I've joined a team now I'm doing real estate full time. Um, I'm not a secret agent anymore. You know, I'm, I'm actually, this is what I'm doing. Um, I was doing open houses at the moment. I was doing Facebook leads at the moment. I was doing all the things that I could possibly do in order to generate business. Um, I probably stepped on some toes back then too, because I did not talk to anyone and everybody kind of looked at me like, who is this chick? And why does she just join the team? And she's not talking to anybody. And I was just like, look, I'm going through life right now. Like I just need to work. Um, My life outside my personal is in shambles. The only thing I can control is my business. So that's what I focused on. So you, you did the team thing. And before we jump to you going as an individual agent, what did you really get out of the team? And and what and, and before we get to that, actually, why did you join that team in particular? What was the value that you saw in that team, which is what made what what drew you to it? So <clears throat> when I was working with the um, real estate attorney, I was doing a lot of the pre-closing process. Um, I was doing the communication. You know how they always send the buyer information sheet. They'll let you know that the lender's package is in. They'll ask for any addendum that need that they're needing. Um, and a lot of agents were so scattered. I remember a couple really big agents in the Statesville area, which is where I was living and where my, you know, my my niche is. Um, a lot of those agents were just everywhere. They were disorganized. They didn't know what paperwork was needed. They sent documents in late. And I remember this one agent stood out to me and she always had her packets when she would send us an, um, an offer or a contract. She would send everything systematically. She had her her emails. They all looked the same. Um, all of her documents came in the same she had her admin always was on point with what do we need, you know, following up, things like that. And I saw she was producing. I saw that she was producing in the area that I wanted to be producing in. And she just, from the outside, it looked like she had her stuff together. And I said, okay, if I want my business to succeed, that's what I want my business to look like. So if I want my business to look like that, I need to learn from her. 
And so that was kind of my background in choosing the team that I wanted to join. I didn't even know if she was hiring at that point. I just, I told David, I said, I want to join her team. And he said, well, has she said she's hiring? I was like, I don't know. And I don't care. Just connect me. I want to join her team. Um, And so it was kind of like that. And um, I learned a lot, a lot, a lot personally, a lot business-wise, a lot. What was the one thing that really stood out to you that you learned? Oh, that's a tough one. Um, Honestly, just client care. If you care about your clients, they're going to come back. They're going to refer more people to you or recommend more people to you. And if you just, you know, if you take care of them, they're going to take care of you. I think that was one thing because that was our big thing in that team was care on your people, nurture your people. When our clients, you know, if they had a passing in the family or if they had a new baby in the family or if they had any life changing things going on, I remember it was always a discussion in our morning meetings. So-and-so, this happened to them. Let's get a card out in the mail. Let's all sign it. Um, So-and-so, this happened to them. Let's you know give them a newborn onesie and make sure that they have it delivered at their front door. It was always our priority was our clients because they're not just clients. They're our community. They're our friends. They're our family. And they are people that, you know, no love and trust us. So we need to continue to nurture them and continue to be there for them because it's not just business. It's caring about our community. And and people try to make that complicated, their customer care. At the end of the day, it's almost always just communication, right? Just being Absolutely. the person that picks up the phone and calls them. I, you, you can stand out so much more just being the one person that keeps calling. Yep, absolutely. And being top of mind just for everything. Um, It also helped me with, you know, reaching out to my people and letting them know, hey, it doesn't have to just be real estate. If you need a plumber, if you need an electrician, if you need your carpets changed, if you need a dog sitter. I mean, somebody just texted me the other day and it made my day. And the text said, I know you have a lot of connections. I'm looking for a dog sitter. Can you help me? And the fact that he thought of me in a time in his life that he was looking for a random person. He thought, okay, Jennifer's the one person that can help me get this done. And I was able to connect him. And, you know, he brings me clients and things like that. It was a a past client, but, you know, just staying top of mind, letting them know you're there for them. So when they do have an issue, um, you can help resolve it. And so you were on the team and you decided I'm ready to, to run my own business. What what was the hey, hey KT? Wait a minute. Before you get off the team, I just want to point out that she did not pick my team when she <laughs> went through this process. But and and here's I, here's I know why is because she looked at the team picture and she said, "I'm not blonde. I don't qualify." But <laughs> you have to know that's a coincidence. It's not something that that we strive for. So it, I, I would have said yes. Hey, I actually dyed my hair blonde once. I could be blonde. However, yeah, you don't let me live that one down. Yeah, <laughs> apparently I'm the wrong gender for his team is what I always This do. is true. This is this is that is also true. That is also true. Yeah, I grew my hair out and apparently it's still not good enough. <laughs> <laughs> well, KT, yours is getting a certain shade of blonde a little bit. Um, yeah. It's called gray. Yeah. Well, I was gonna let that one go. All right. 
Continue on. So, so you, so you decide I'm going to do this on my own. What, where did that come from? And, and what did that process look like? Um, that was an unexpected process to be really, really honest with you. Um, I didn't want to leave if I'm being really honest with you. I mean, the team leader, I always considered her more than just, you know, my boss, quote unquote, or my business partner. Like she, I truly considered her family. My family loved her family. We all, you know, communicated or her husband would call my dad and, you know, they'd hang out or get projects done and things like that. So um, I grew to really, truly love and care about her. And um, honestly, even for personal things, if things would happen to me, I would call her. Um, I think once her vision started growing for her team and expanding so fast, I got uncomfortable with it because I get uncomfortable with fast growth. I get uncomfortable with sudden changes. Um, at that moment, my my disc profile was a high SC. And so I had to have all my ducks in a row before making a decision. And she was a very high DI. Her SC was non-existent. So we were complete opposites on personalities, on disc personalities and disc profiles. But we it made us work. She would have the vision and I would have the process. Um, and so it always played very well with us um, until her vision grew bigger than mine. And so she started growing the team, which, you know, I obviously I I want her to succeed all the things, but I was in a position where it was everything was growing too fast around me um, to where I was I was spinning. Um, and then there were some personality clashes within the team. Um, and it just it, it made the environment change. It made it more, you know, something where you're, you're kind of like dreading going into work instead of loving it. So it wasn't filling my cup anymore. I wasn't feeling the energy that I needed to feel to be motivated. I was feeling overwhelmed. Um, So long story short, I made this decision that I was going to take a chance on myself and I was going to take a leap of faith and see how it went. Um, And I just, I did it and I never looked back. That's always been how I make decisions. I kind of just jump off the bridge and learn how to fly later. Um, because I know that if I learn how to fly, I'll never jump because I'll realize the process that it's a lot scarier than if you just go for it and then learn. Um, so yeah, it was, it wasn't something expected. It was very out of nowhere. Um, I struggled a lot with it. The first, I would say the first three months of, um, you know, once I went solo, I was like, what the heck am I doing? Like, really, what am I doing? Like, I had to rethink my entire business. Where am I going to get my business from? You know, what what do I want to do to generate business? Um, Because, you know, when you're on a team, they kind of tell you, hey, look, you got to make your 10 calls a day. You got to do an open house every other week. Like, they tell you what's expected of you. When you are working solo, you're the person that tells you what's expected of you. So if you're like, well, I'm going to just lay on the couch today, you're not going to hold yourself as accountable as someone else will. So yeah, I was just, I struggled figuring it out. And I sat down and 
you know, business planning was right around the corner. So I took advantage of it and um, I just mapped out my year, what I wanted it to look like. And I went from there. I hope your business planning instructor was better than mine. (laughs) I can guarantee you they were probably the same. (laughs) Uh, So you got into business and you, you decided social media is going to be my lane. You know, you've always got to figure out what, what's my strategy? What's it going to be? And you chose social media. Uh, That to a lot of people that doesn't mean anything. They don't even know what that really describes. They, they think, Oh, she, she, Hosted to Facebook. Good job. What mm-hmm. did that actually mean for you? Well, to me, um, I, I I focus a lot on videos. Um, and thank you to you and Kent because you guys provide a lot of my content. I listen to your episodes every week, and I say, okay, they talked about this. Let's make a video on it. And um, that's how a lot of my content has worked lately. Until Chat GPT, thank you so much for taking away all of my planning on my content. So now I just go into Chat GPT, I ask it a question, it gives me a whole blog, and then I make a video on it. Um, so I don't really have to think about it anymore. But it really helps with that foundation building. Oh my goodness, it has taken so much time away from that planning and thinking and you know, practicing the scripts and things like that. Um but yeah, I, I've actually always been socially awkward. I've actually always hated being in front of a camera. Um, and how do you become better at something that you have a huge, like, you know, you're terrified of it is jumping straight forward into it. So I jumped into doing videos um, and I post them on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, YouTube, and um, they're more informational videos. I do some property tours. Um, But mostly it's things that people don't know or don't even know to ask about the real estate industry. Um, And I what I focus on is figuring out what my what the what my audience has as far as problems. What's the problem that, you know, we're we're facing. Um, And then I make a video about it and I post it and I get a lot of engagement. And actually, um, in the last six months, so from January 1st, 2023 to today, June 8th, um, 2023, I've had 35 social media leads and I've closed four of those 35 in the last six months. So, I mean, I, I'm getting a pretty good ratio. That's um, awesome. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I get multiple people reach out, but as far as like a lead and I consider a lead, somebody that I have their contact information that I can, you know, put into command if they just text me or or I'm sorry, if they just message me or like my post, they're not a lead. They're a lead when they actually give me their information. So, I mean, I'm I'm doing, you know, 29% of my business right now is coming from social media. And and I, from what I just heard is you actually provided value. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think that's the confusing thing for, for people when they think social media. I have a lot of people that want to automate their social media and I'm like, well, that's the same thing as not doing social media. They want to get somebody else to just post generic content that's everywhere else. And they leave out the human aspect, the thing that actually matters. So when you're posting those videos, you're posting yourself. You're showing that, hey, I I know stuff about real estate. You want to talk about it? Let me know. And that is the most value adding thing you can do 
when you're generating content. Is there um, is there a particular lane of, uh, and you mentioned that you sometimes do property tours. You know, those are awesome. People love to look at the, the pretty pictures sometimes. But is there a lane of information that you think that people really react with more than anything else? Actually, property tours get two to three times more views than any other video that I get or that I provide. And I've I've actually looked at some of those numbers because I'm I'm still learning so social media. A lot of people were like, well, you're killing it on social media. No, I'm learning. And so I've compared, you know, how many views I'll get on a video on Instagram versus Facebook versus TikTok versus YouTube. And, um, you know, what, what kind of video is getting more views? Is it me talking about programs? Is it me talking about, you know, the, being a realtor in itself? Is it, you know, showing houses? And right now, when I do virtual tours, I'm getting, um, like I said, two to three times the amount of views as I would on, you know, talking about financing and pro- programs and things like that. And I'm actually getting five times the amount of views on Facebook versus Instagram on the same video. So on Instagram, I'll get two to 300 views. On Facebook, I'll get anywhere from 1,000 to 1,500 views on the same video in the same amount of time. It's just mind-blowing to me. It's crazy the difference in platforms, too, of, mm-hmm. of you know, what does Facebook do compared to TikTok? What does TikTok compared to, do compared to Instagram? Are you using the same video for each one or are you creating uh, original content for each platform? Oh, no, that's way too much work. I create one video and I download it. So my process is usually through Instagram because to me, I can adjust better on Instagram. I know where my functions are. I know where my settings are and it's just easier for me to create it. So I'll create it and I always add captions. That's one thing I've learned now too that's raised my views is captions because a lot of people are watching videos at 3 a.m. when they can't sleep. They're just scrolling through reels. So if you have the captions on there, they can put the volume all the way down and still know what you're saying. Um, So I'm creating the video on Instagram with a filter, of course, and adding captions onto it, downloading it. This is very important. Downloading it first, then adding the music. Because if you add the music, Instagram won't let you save it with an audio. Like it won't let you download it to your phone with that audio. So I'm doing all that, post it. I take my caption and I copy it and paste it on all the different um, apps. So I'm not even, you know, doing different captions for each, you know, application. I'm doing the same thing on every single, um, on every single website. So yeah, I'm just simplifying. I'm simplifying the process. Record it, download it, then add your music. That's it. So uh, if people want to go and follow your content and see what you're creating, what are all your platforms? So Instagram, it's listing with Jenny. Facebook, just Jennifer Alcantara. That's a long name, A-L-C-A-N-T-A-R-A. Um, YouTube, I don't remember the name cause I just created it and I'm in the process of downloading all my old videos to upload it. Um, but TikTok, it's Jen underscore A-Y-Y-E-E like Forrest Gump, Jen A. 
And um, yeah, just, you know, I'm, I'm on all the platforms. They're all pre- usually linked to each other. So it's pretty and easy. And we'll have find. all the links in the description below this, guys. Jennifer, anything uh, that you want to leave us with uh, before we wrap up? Um, I just thank you. Thank you guys for doing this. I think this platform is amazing. I think that our community really needs it. Um, not We've just- got a face for radio. Yeah. Yeah. Not just re- realtors, um, but anyone in general. I think it's a really amazing um, platform that can reach a lot of people and share a really great message. So thank you guys. I appreciate that. And guys, go follow Jennifer. Uh, she really does make a lot of great content, especially if you're a new agent. You know, you don't have to be that creative. Like she said, she's using ChatGPT to get the foundations. Go check out her videos, rip off and duplicate her, but be in front of the camera. It doesn't matter if somebody else has done what Jennifer is doing and creating this amazing content. As long as you're the one saying it, no one knows the difference. So guys, please like and subscribe uh, to uh, the podcast. If you leave a review, that would be awesome. It really does help us out a lot. Jennifer, thank you so much for your time. uh, And I can't wait to see all the business you do in the future. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Jennifer.